and gentlemen, welcome to a special premium edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Is that what we're going to call this? <laughs> the, the premium edition? Well, th- this is, I guess, because it's certainly more entertaining than the premium live event known as the Elimination Chamber. I'm so upset. I love the Elimination Chamber. I'm just upset this year. Well, yes, and actually, if you, and we'll get into a conversation about that in a little bit, because I was thinking about, um, you know, Elimination Chamber matches of the past, and, um, you know, where these rank in terms of some of those. I don't, I don't, we're not going to do every single fucking match, because there's 29 of them, including today, or even, no, I think... I think today made 30 between the men's and the women's. But anyway, I assure you that this special afternoon delight edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast will be more entertaining than the premium live event known as the Elimination Chamber. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, before this, um, before this show really gets on the road, See what I did there, Road to WrestleMania gets on the road. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I, I had to mess with my cars. But anyway, um, I have to start out this show uh, with an apology uh, to both my co-host and our listeners at large. I have to take responsibility for um, even covering the Elimination Chamber because my co-host, justifiably, I completely understand, isn't very enthused about covering this show at all. And, um, I, uh, I'm with you, Leo. I don't want to cover it either, but the reason why, um, I felt it was necessary was because, you know, I thought it would add some, uh, intrigue at least to the road to Wrestlemania but uh, and because of its placement on the road to Wrestlemania which you'll recall um, on the last show we did I do I, I do have to make I do have to make a confession to Father Elio what's that well see I started watching this but I fell asleep <laughs> Okay, well, well, where's your so, dad? I, 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 I was actually sorry. I said, "Where's your dad to make that confession?" No, he's you upstairs. Said, you said, "Father Elio." I, have <laughs> I can see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, like, and I just like listened to it, right? But uh, I couldn't. I, I tried, and after the second match, I'm like, "Okay, I'm out." <laughs> Well, I, I I don't I don't blame you, and um, you know I wish that I had been able to do the same. Now the positive side of it um, is that uh, the show went much shorter than I was anticipating. I mean, they, yeah, it, they they move along fast. Like yeah, I, I, I I was uh, expecting like a three or four hour show. I'm like, no, no. Uh, now, I was expecting a four-hour show. Cause I, yeah, I think, so I said um, a three- or four-hour show. Yeah, um, because I think that's what they've done in the past with these uh, with these shows, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, 
Let's just let's just get the the show out of the way because much like you, I just want to move on and, and have some fun with some of our stuff uh, yep. that that we have uh, scheduled this evening. And I also um, thank you for uh, coming on a little bit early because I wanted to uh, kind of have some time to decompress later tonight and not have to worry about wrestling. No, I know, but... tonight I can just uh, watch a movie or I can watch, uh, I can record another ep- another uh, classic wrestling show for the the next episode. Absolutely. So, with that being said, let's uh, let's try to get through this um, Elimination Chamber review rather painlessly. I'll try. Alright, so quick, quickly uh, on the kickoff show, which I didn't bother to watch because I was having lunch. I was doing something more productive. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Rey Mysterio defeating The Miz. Oh my god. You know, jeez. Oh, well, at least Ray got his win. I, I'm, uh, I'm just waiting for like Dominic to turn, cause, which I, th- I, feel it's like, I feel like it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean they are really drawing this thing out. It's uh, it's becoming almost as drawn out as um as Rey Mysterio's you know missing eyeball. <laughs> are are they still going with that or? Uh, no, but you know uh, rem- remember how? Oh no, I I, 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 I remember. So yeah, I remember. You know, I'm like he miraculously returned after a while. Uh, I, I know it's wow. you know it's like a you know it's like a Mad Eye Moody's magical eye from Harry Potter. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, so we open. This is a surprising. Wait, well, I, I can really say I'm surprised, but uh, they opened the show with Roman Reigns and Goldberg and a good, good, I, I, good. It was a short match, and uh, it went. It went uh, like it went six minutes, and uh, Roman Reigns retains the uh, championship. So hopefully, it's the last you know, time we see him. Abs- well, last time we see Goldberg. Yeah, how, hopefully, way. hopefully, last time you we know. see him uh, in in a WWE ring. So good for Roman Reigns. Because you know, I I was I was ready, Elio. I was poised to come on here and just rip Goldberg a new asshole because. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just so easy to do, yep. uh, and and by proxy do it to WWE as well for making us suffer through Bill Goldberg in 2022. Now, before you, before people rip me apart, um, let me explain something to you. I I was a massive Bill Goldberg fan growing up, you know, as a kid. I, I really was. I, I, Me too. I, I mean, I mean, come on, that streak. Like, he always wanted to tune in week to week to see, like, who's he going to beat now? And his uh, streak's going to continue. Uh, yeah, well, like, yeah. Well, I still I still remember the first time he came out and almost, you know, broke uh, Hugh Morris in half. You know? Um, so it's... So don't get me wrong. We, we were somewhat derivative uh, or... Um, or de- I should say uh, defamatory against Bill Goldberg. It's it's not personal until you get to you know thinking about what he did to the Undertaker and, and what the, fiend, the fiend 
Exactly. See, that is where we enter the realm of I no longer give a fuck. Because because those two, those two things are just, you know... Now, Ben, ben uh, go on. I mean, those two things are just like, what the fuck? Yeah. They, are, they are the embodiment of, you know, WWE bullshittery. Now, now Ben, <laughs> like, as a joke, as a joke, okay? WPOV, we put out a question, a poll this past week. Right. Who, Goldberg versus Gilbert, who do you got? We did it as a joke because this we knew this was going to be a light week and we weren't, we're going to be busy on Saturday. We So we recorded last night, okay? Yeah. You fans, what the fuck? 42% went with uh, Goldberg while 58% went with Gilbert to win. Well, well I... <laughs> look, look, because I I confess, ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a show full of confessions in the early stages. Um, but when uh, when Elio forwarded me this question earlier this week, I said I t- I said Gilbert, and the reason why I am not stupid, I am not a moron. The reason why I said that was because, and I think that this is where a lot of people's heads were at when when they voted on the poll. We are so tired of Bill Goldberg that um, you know that we'll take Gilbert over over him <laughs> at this point. Yep. Um, look, and the and the thing is, I I should clarify because like we we've both been saying. You know, we were fans of Bill Goldberg, and 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 you know, then it, then it kind of turned when he came back to WWE and, and and did what he did to the Fiend and um, the Undertaker. But but the other the, the other thing is this: I I wouldn't be nearly as offended by Goldberg's presence in 2022 uh, WWE if. He was being used to build the young stars and help them out. But we're not seeing that. You know, but having said that, this right here, what we saw this afternoon, was the least offensive Bill Goldberg match that I've seen since his return. If... If Goldberg had won, which I was seeing a lot, a lot of takes on social media that people were saying like, "Oh, it would be cool if Goldberg won because it would be a swerve." I'm like, "Fuck every single one of you! No, it would not." Are they AEW fans? I suppose. <laughs> um, well, I'm an I'm an AEW fan, and I'm not a fucking moron. Um, but, um, well, of course, you're, you're, you're an exception. Even though you are, you're an AEW fan, but you're an exception because you're smarter than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, but like, are you an AEW fan? No, I'm a wrestling fan. I like that answer. I like that fucking answer. That's awesome. Um. But anyway, you know, so I, like I said, I was ready to go on a rant. I was, 
I, I was ready. I had new curse words invented. <laughs> oh, you know, no. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, what? You know what? We should start Ben's dictionary, and we should right. add your words to that. That should be your dictionary. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, but the last the last thing I'll say is this is exactly what it needed to be. You know, um, and uh, good for. I guess good for Goldberg for getting one last payday, and and please don't come back anytime soon. Yeah, uh, uh, well, this was his last match on this contract, and uh, hopefully yeah, but, he will resign. But knowing WWE, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna resign him because because um, you know Goldberg is one of the last uh, you know major attractions. From yesteryear that are that's still alive to to do something, and, and we all know about WWE's propensity to rely on the old um, versus building new stars. Now, yet they refuse. To, yet they continuously ignore history, like we were playing Piper Niven. But that's another story. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because I still remember that when. Uh, when Piper Nevin, I shall not call her Dewdrop, uh, debuted for the first time on Raw, uh, you know, the commentary was acting like they didn't even know who the hell she was. I'm like, you morons! I mean, come, I mean, come on, that's that's disrespectful. It, well, exactly. And uh, but speaking of Piper Piper Nevin, we shall not call her Dewdrop. Uh, we'll get into her match next because that was the next match on the card was the women's elimination chamber match. And this, this was this was fifteen minutes and forty five seconds. And you know what? This wasn't a bad match actually. And I liked the ending, Bianca and Alexa. I hated this match. I absolutely despise this match, and I'll tell you why. I, I probably already know why. I'm just saying I liked the, the Bianca and Alexa the last few minutes. But uh, go on. Why? You despise this match. Why? Because the the Elimination Chamber was nothing more than a fucking prop. Okay? Now, this was the least intense Elimination Chamber match I have ever seen. And... I would say, in my opinion, the second worst Elimination Chamber match of all time. Now you say, well, um, which one's first? Well, it's, it's the uh, it's the one that Bobby Lashley won back at Elimination Chamber uh, back at uh, December to December in uh, 2006. That was, oh, damn, that was that was a bad pay per view. Oh, that was, I think we reviewed that one. Yeah, we did. Fuck, uh, that was bad. And I had yeah. never I, prior to that I had never seen that pay per view because I think that took place uh, around the time I was in the hospital. No, but, that was that was a bit, well. How long were you in the hospital? Because you were I thought it was like 2004. You were in the hospital. No, it was 2006. I it was the first time I went in with a hip fracture. I was in there from November 15th to like December the eighth, and this that that pay per view took place on I believe the third. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you something, folks. That was a ba- that was a bad match. 
that was just terrible. But but anyway, um, without going into like you know move for move specifics with this match, is because th- there were there were almost no spots involving the chamber itself. Uh, it, it it was not used as a weapon in any capacity in this match. This felt like your run of the mill, uh, you know, match or you know, six woman tag match or any women's match that you could have seen <laughs> on Raw. So, but I'm not gonna say this. Like I was saying, I liked the the end of Bianca Belair like so Blues Exchange, but. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't good. But I'm gonna tell you why I hated this match. This elimination chamber. Yeah. Because they had to cover up. They they weren't allowed to wear their ring gear that they always wear. Uh, well, and, and I expected that. that no, was... no, I know. I like. I'm saying. I think. I just. I just really hate that part of. Uh, oh yeah. Well, so yeah. Bad, so bad. It, it's. It's disgusting, and it's only one of the many reasons why I hate doing these Saudi Arabian shows. Yeah. Because, but and there's but, another, and there's another one. During the matches, if you look in the audience in the front row, they're on their phones during the matches. I didn't notice that. But no, I I, I noticed that at one of the uh, past ones. They were just it, sitting there, like on their phones or. Yeah, well, uh, you know, who goes to a wrestling show to be on their phone if you're not my mom? You know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and, and the, the only wrestling show she's ever been to was one that I was featured on. Okay. That's why she came. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, about the, um, about the um, attire for the women, you know, I, I felt bad for them. I to to this day you will not get me to understand uh you know why anyone even volunteers to go over there, let alone any women, uh when when it is so obvious how the government treats women. But to play devil's advocate for a minute and, and almost, you know well not even devil's advocate, but just to present the other side um, I I found something very interesting. So in in past editions of of these shows, um, you know they've struggled to get even one uh, women's match on the card. I remember one year they uh, they bought over Natalia and uh, I forget who else. L- they Lacey and Lacey Evans. They were the first two. Yeah. Um, well, even even before that, I think they I think they tried to have. Um, no way! Didn't they have Sasha Banks uh, in one of them? Didn't they? Well, the, perhaps, but that's not my point. But my 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 point being um, that they tried to bring Natalia and somebody else over one time, and they wouldn't let them have the match. That was the first time that they tried. Oh, and then, okay. All right. Um. And then this year, we had three women's matches on this card. Um, so that was, from that perspective, I found that very interesting. And I can I can just tell you now 
WWE, get prepared, folks, because we are going to hear... We're going to hear this for weeks. Oh, we had three women's matches. Oh, we're so historic and groundbreaking as a company. You know, no. And I'll tell you one other thing I hate. Yeah. Every time they say that these shows are bigger than WrestleMania. Well, I mean, but I don't remember them saying that this time around. But to No, like in the past, they have, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Absolutely. And but, but to your point, even on this show, it felt like every single match had fucking fireworks. I'm like, what? Uh, you know, but anyway. Um, so once we got through that snooze fest of a match, and I, I, I do mean snooze fest, um, the, the next match was the second women's match which was Ronda Rousey versus Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya. And they gave this nine minutes, fifteen seconds. This is where I passed out. <laughs> because let me tell you how lame this company really can be, folks. Okay, so we saw on SmackDown. Okay, we'll um, get into that later on. Go on. Yeah, we saw on. <laughs> We saw on SmackDown that Ronda Rousey said that she could beat um, Sonya Deville with one arm tied behind her back. Well, Sonya Deville being the heel that she is, she immediately pounced on that. And this match featured uh, Ronda Rousey with one arm supposedly tied behind her back. But if you really look, she held her arm behind her back. She had the rope, but it wasn't tied. You could clearly see that her arm was not trapped by that rope. Clear, clear, clear as day. As clear as I'm sitting on this camera right now. You, you know, you so could. Eat, you know, it, it's just if you're gonna get like, okay, the stipulation itself was stupid as all could possibly be. I and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even had the match because, you know. They're just they're using this match as a bridge to build up two WrestleMania matches. Yep, this um, is bad on the card, which which I which I understand, um, but um, you know, especially since this is the last show before WrestleMania, I shall not call it a premium event again. Although the title of this podcast is going to be Premium Progression, um, but. Um, but the, the the fact of the matter here, folks, is um, Naomi and and uh, Ronda Rousey have had absolutely nothing to do with each other, and the justification that they gave um, for the for them tagging up in this match was that um, because of Naomi's excellent match with. Uh, Charlotte Flair on the previous SmackDown, uh, Ronda Rousey gained so much respect for Naomi that she wanted to tag with her. Um, and and I and look, look, I agree that that match between Naomi and uh, Charlotte Flair was fantastic on SmackDown. I agree, but that you know that still does not 
justify a partnership between Ronda Rousey and uh, Naomi. So, you know, the match itself wasn't too offensive once you got past the fact that, oh, the, not only is the stipulation stupid, but it's not even being enforced because the, her arm is clearly not tied behind her back. But, you know, these, these, these fucking people expect us not to notice this. But um, before we move on to the, to the next match, because there's really nothing to say past that, um, I, ha- I usually I clown on uh, Kevin Dunn's camera work, but on this past edition of SmackDown, he pulled off some wizardry. I mean, absolutely Harry Potter, you know, ASIO common sense wizard. Wiz- I mean, just. It was, what, the whole show or one specific part? No, no, one specific part. What um, was that? What was that? Was because remember how it how it came out on social media that during the contract signing for these women, you know that uh, R- Rhonda went to smash uh, Charlotte's head into the into the table, and it just it was so bad because Charlotte didn't sell it properly. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a camera cut and and they shot and it, it, the angle ended up being shot from behind. Oh, okay. So it looked much better. So, you know, I I clown on Kevin a lot, but I'm I'm also one of those guys that gives credit where it's due, and and they they did a good job on that shot of making a chicken salad out of absolute chicken shit. Um. So, so there's that. Next up, we had we had a near death in Saudi this afternoon. Oh, gee, yeah, this one, another one that went nine minutes even. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss in the Falls County. Where? What happened here? And I'll tell you what, folks. By far, the most. One of the most scary spots I've ever seen oh. since Matt Hardy at, at, um, at AEW when Sammy Guevara, you know, uh, yeah. you know, on the forklift. Yeah. Why? What happened here? Okay. So, so McIntyre goes to hit his inverted. Um, uh, his inverted Alabama slam move. Okay. And in, instead of landing Moss flat on his on his stomach, this guy landed straight on his head. And and, and Elio, I'm go, I'm going to um I'm going to send you a, a Twitter thing because I want you to I want you. To see the angle at which this guy hit his head. Okay, I'm gonna so I show up in my messenger right now. Yeah, I mean this guy is lucky he didn't break his goddamn neck because I I thought he did when I oh my god it was horrible. Um, okay, let, I've got I've got it open. Let me. Uh, 
And while you're doing that, I'm going to well move on to the next match while you're doing that. Yes, absolutely. All right, so the next match went 12 minutes, 15 seconds for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defeating Lita. And this was a good, I, this was my highlight of, of the of the night. I um, I thoroughly enjoyed this match minus the ending. Because um, just the way that Becky kind of no-sold the uh, twist of fate and the, um, and the, and the moonsault was kind of, was kind of cringe. But outside of that, um, outside of that, um, you know, everything uh, turned out very good. And I think Lita had a great showing. Um, so yeah, let me see if I can, uh, pull this time. Didn't she say, uh, she was sticking around after, uh, this, I think, one more run? I, well, I would hope so, uh, you know, because Lita was saying one more run instead of one more match. So I'm really hoping that she does stick around, and especially after what I saw t- um, today. She definitely deserves the right to have one last run because uh, that performance by her was, was something else. Um, and and this next match uh, doesn't even have a time because there was an old contest. The Usos and the Viking Raiders. Okay. First of all, that was fucking terrible. Because if you look at the nature of the quote-unquote beatdown, there's no way that that would stop a match from happening. They would just break it off and start the match. Anyway, is that, second, you, is that what you usually do on Raw? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then, and then the second part of this is they flew the Usos and the Viking Raiders from the states all the way to Saudi Arabia for that. For a no they, contest. <laughs> they. I'll tell you what, those two tag teams are very going to help a boost in their payday because otherwise, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Terrible. But, you know, you you book it after you fly, what, like, I, I don't know what the, what the distance is, but it's, it's got to be like 17 hours or something. Like, what in the fuck? Um... Okay, I just got it. Here we go. Yeah, let's see if it pops up, right? Yeah, you should be able to see the picture I sent you. Oh, damn. He landed right on his head. Yeah, I, I mean, wow. it's just... Like, I, I didn't have to open the link. It's just, like, the picture that pops up shows him landing right on his head. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's damn. just, like, ugh. Um, so I really hope that he's okay, um, and um, you know. But oh my God, the fact that the fact that that match wasn't stopped immediately um, is astonishing. So, um, so next up we have uh, 
Let me let me pull the review back up. Hold on one second. Here we go. So ne next up we have um we already went over Becky Lynch and uh Lita's, next was the main uh, next was the main event uh, for the uh WWE yeah, yeah, here, here we go. I just had to scroll down because my my uh my review page was still on the other um match. Actually, okay, that, that, so yeah. The distance between the US and Saudi Arabia is seven thousand five hundred and seven miles. Seven thousand five hundred God damn, and they threw they flew the Usos and the Viking Raiders that distance for that match. What the fuck? Or for that non match. I mean goddamn what the hell. Um so anyway. Um but ladies and gentlemen, uh, the main of the main event. Gr granted, it was much better than uh, the women's chamber match, but um, several parts of this uh, made no sense. And there's there's one in particular that I would really like to to point out. Okay. So once Lesnar got in the match, his his was the last five to open. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it was just elimination after elimination after elimination. You know, I think he got three three rather quickly. Wow. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, he did. He got three three eliminations. Uh, so at least during that sequence, he got one more at the end, but um. But the the thing that just absolutely missed me is that during the during this sequence he th he threw he threw AJ Styles out of the cage because the door was open because they had to they evacuated Lashley out of the chamber. Um, because oh, I, I heard about that. But something uh, concussion. Yeah, well, I, I don't think he actually suffered a concussion. I think it was a storyline thing mm -hmm. where um, you know, someone, someone got launched through uh, Lashley's pod and um, and then he hit his head on the support beam and was concussed. So okay. the door was still open. The door was still open from Adam Pierce and various officials helping Lashley out of the cage. So then... Then Lesnar tosses Styles out of the cage. Keep this in mind because um, he he goes on to have uh, three eliminations, not including uh, not including um, Austin Theory, who he eliminated to win the thing after f fiving him off of a goddamn pod. That that was that was a pretty cool spot. And then the other cool spot um, was during the chase, right? This whole chase sequence between um, between Brock Lesnar and Austin Theory, the way they executed this was, was pretty awesome and funny at the same time because um, because first, uh, 
Lesnar gets kicked in the nuts after playing after after playing uh, you know ring around the rosy uh, uh, chase style with Austin Theory, um, and then uh, then after that Les- Lesnar gets pissed off and chases chases uh, Theory up the uh, cage because he's trying to, uh, or up the chamber because she's trying to escape and. This was actually pretty ingenious by Austin Theory. Obviously, uh, obviously Lesnar caught him, but before that, in his desperation to escape, he he almost gets out through the chains because because he's so much smaller than uh, you know than pretty much any um, elimination chamber com- competitor outside wow. of, in, in history outside of like Rey Mysterio or something. Right, so that 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 was a pretty cool spot. I enjoyed that. I I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I I I just you know, and, and then of course the F five off the pot. I was like, holy shit, that was yeah. so. So those two spots were really cool. Um, but then the, the match is over after that final elimination. So Brock gets four eliminations. And and is exactly where we where I could have told you he would have been without this match even taking place. He's he's going head to head with Reigns at WrestleMania. Shock and all, nobody saw that coming. Um, but um, but the thing that irritates me and, and was I don't think Sty- I don't think Styles was ever eliminated. I think maybe that was a botch because nobody mentioned oh. it on um. On uh, commentary, um, because oh, wow. he, he was just tossed out of the ring, and then we never saw him again. He wasn't pinned, <laughs> so he's still in the match. He he, he pulled the Curtis Axel. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I mean, good lord, if this was the Royal Rumble, uh, Styles would certainly be in it. To you know, to wow, make your point. <laughs> So yeah, um, so it was it was Rollins. Just to back up a little bit, just to be specific about the major spots I talked about. So it was it was Rollins that did like a buckle bomb style uh, power bomb through the pod on um, on Theory through the pod door and into Lashley. So. Austin Theory had one hell of a night. He got power bomb through a pod, and F five off the top of a pod. Um. So, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, fans! Uh, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. We keep having these technological interruptions. Apparently, Mother Nature doesn't want us to review Elimination Chamber either. Well, but, see, uh, she agrees with us. But as I was as I was just saying before, um, she cut us off. Um, Elio and I are not impressed with Elimination Chamber, but apparently uh, s- somebody else is based on the review that I was just looking at. 
Um, and Elio, as is uh, when I was looking at, it's like, what is going on? Elio, this guy gave gave it a seven point six out of ten, and I'm 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 gonna ask you, what what is he smoking? Oh man, I have no idea. Okay, the, the Mad Cat Moss. What what grade? What letter grade would you give that match, Drew McIntyre and Moss? Like a like a D plus. This site I'm looking at give it a B minus. Oh, <laughs> what is going on here? Bleacher Report. Can I can I just um, I, I mean this in the most respectful fashion possible, but can you please stop reviewing professional wrestling? <laughs> now you said the men's elimination chamber was better than the women's, and you would give that one what? I I would give that one uh, like a six point five. Letter. Oh, like a C plus. And uh, they gave it uh, just a plain C. Okay, well, well. But still, we're not too far off. Just still, when when they're when they're reviewing these shows, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, suffice to say, I I shut off that re- that uh, review that I was just telling you about. And, uh, but luckily, ladies and gentlemen, the arduous part of the podcast is over, barring any more uh, weather interruptions. Yes, now we want to the fun stuff. Absolutely. And the fun stuff starts with NXT. Ben, you should, we really should watch NXT Takeover, Ven- I mean, NXT Vengeance Day, because this really was a, a great show. Okay, I, well, I, I only have one low point on there. Everything was just really great. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so, uh, here's what... Okay, here's uh, my high points and low points for the show. So, the low point, of course, is the LA Knight, uh, Grayson Waller segment with the LA Knight um, revealing uh, Grayson Waller um, violating his restraining order. That he put on LA Knight. Oh God! And f- for that, for my high points, I have a whole bunch. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo weaponized steel cage match. That was a great match. Uh, Toxic Attraction versus E Hartwell Persia Parada. Okay, that was just okay. Carmelo Hayes <laughs> and Cameron Grimes was a good match. The Creed Brothers defeat MSK to win the Dusty Classic. That was a good match. That, that hurts. I don't, I don't understand that. And Santos Escobar versus Braun Breaker was a great match. Everyone was booing Braun Breaker on this night. Well, well good, because I, I, think he would, I think he would be a great heel. But that's not the reason they were booing him. Were, were they booing him? Because... The NXT higher-ups are picking him over Santos Escobar, who should already be a main roster champion? No, they were booing him because Tuesday night was... Tuesday was the 15th, I believe. Uh, I think so. And that was the date that uh, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar lost the championship to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, well, well, still one of my favorite matches of all time. So, and uh, Santos Escobar paid tribute to Eddie uh, with his ring gear on Tuesday night. 
Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So I'm telling you, if you want to, I know you don't watch NXT. You can't. You said you can't do it, but Vengeance State was was a great watchable show. All right, I'll I'll take your word for it, and I'll break my cardinal rule. And <laughs> when Wendy Chu is growing on me, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> her backstage segments are hilarious. She's trying, she, she's trying to recruit Amari Miller for the Dusty Women's Tag, the Women's Dusty Tag Team Classic. And, uh, Amari Miller was like, uh, well, I already have a partner for the Dusty Classic. So when she's like, thumbs up. Then after Amari Miller leaves, she's like, <laughs> and then she, then, then she looks over, she, she looks over, she sees Dakota Kai. She's like, hey, loser. <laughs> oh, God. You want to team up for the Dusty Classic? I mean, come on. When, when did you, man? Uh, I'm not there yet. The character's growing. Give it time. I was with you a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I don't know about when did you, the character. I don't know. But give it time. But like her backstage stuff is hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, I will take a look at Vengeance Day for you. But yeah. Uh, the, in fact, uh, last night on last night's show, we you were like you know how we always do the A show of the week. Yeah. And we and uh, we all three of us uh, picked NXT as the A show for this week. Right, well then, you know, I, I like, I, I really liked Tony, so between you and him, I will definitely take a look at it. Alright, now we are going to move on to Dynamite. Benny, want to take Dynamite? And I'll, uh, uh, take, I'll take SmackDown for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless you, you are a religious man. Okay, so, um... I thought Dynamite overall was a really, really good show this week. Um, so we start out with uh, CM Punk. He's doing his uh, cross-legged pose in the um, in the ring, and he's got he's got this little box at, at his feet, a la you know Valentine's Day, um, and he goes into his promo and says that. Um, MJF can't think like can't think like him. Um, you know he he can't he can't beat him. He knows he he fancies himself as Piper in Portland when he's just when he's just shitty little Max from sh- shitty little uh, um, Rhode Island. So I thought that was a funny line. And um, then of course. Uh, then of course out comes MJF. I'm giving you the short version, by the way. I'm not going through the whole promo. Out, out comes uh, MJF, and they go back and forth a little bit. Um, and then CM Punk opens up the um, opens up the box and, and pulls out a dog collar. So their their uh, match at Revolution will be a dog collar match. And, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, remember, we have had one uh, dog collar match in AEW history. It was um, it was uh, Cody Rhodes and, um, oh, God, who? Brody Lee. 
yes, uh, absolutely. I I thought it was Brody Lee, but then I'm like, you know, help me out just in case I get it wrong. But yes, it, okay, so I remember it correctly. And uh, may he rest in peace, Brody Lee. That certainly sucks. And uh, you know, they mentioned Cody Rhodes on the show, and then they kind of abruptly stopped that line of thought. Cause, cause they bought they bought him up when uh, when um, Cody was talking or uh, when uh, CM Punk was talking about the dog collar match. I I just found that very interesting. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I uh, I stick by what I said when we did um when we did the surprise show on Tuesday. You know, I'm not gonna kind of forecast what went on there, but um you know I think that's just a a sucky situation for all parties involved. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody in their right mind would actually want something like that to happen. So it'll, it'll be interesting um, to see what happens in the future because, um, you know, I, I, I would say after, after a little bit of time, um, if, uh, if Cody doesn't sign with WWE. You know, maybe he could be on his way back, or you know, uh, you know, come back in a few years because that whole situation just strikes me as weird. Because Cody's like a founder of the company, and you know, all that other stuff. But anyway, um, I'm getting beside myself. I just find that kind of weird. Um, but um, so the, the opening promo was definitely a highlight for me. Um, and then. Um, the the promo that um, that Brian Danielson and uh, John Moxley had after uh, Danielson's match with Lee Moriarty was very good uh, because yeah. um, because Danielson wanted an answer as to whether Moxley was going to take him up on his proposal about uh, teaming up together. And long story short, Moxley said. You know, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But I don't. I don't team up with anybody until I plead with them first, um, which further uh, sets up their match at uh, Revolution. Yep. Uh, so that is absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait for this match. You that, know, that, and, was, that was a high point for me. Yeah. I, well, absolutely. I uh, I agree. High point for me as well. And then. Um, and then uh, the, the other the other high point I had was um, was Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's just um, and and I, I I won't say it was a high point in terms of a of a match. Don't get me wrong, because it actually was quite was quite short in comparison to what I thought it was going to be. But the reason why I have to call it a, a high point in general was because I think it sets up some very interesting possibilities for revolution. You know, are, are we going to get a run back of Santana and Ortiz against Jericho and Hager? Or are we going to get... Are we gonna get um, Eddie Kingston versus um, Chris Jericho? So either way, that sets up some very uh, some very intriguing possibilities for me. Um, and then 
the other, um, I really enjoyed the main event as well. I'd have to, I'd have to give that a high point as well between Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. I just really like these two guys, and I think that they, they get some magic to, um, going on together. And you know, I really feel like they, they are two of the building blocks of AEW. So anytime that I get to see one, let alone both of them in a match, you know, um, that's good to me. Um, it's weird that uh, the one drawback I had, and, maybe, and I understand that it's continuing a storyline with Andrade, but I'm still not clear. I'm still not clear on um, Andrade's interest in Darby Allen. Yeah, this is confusing. Uh, I don't understand. So that that part's a little confusing to me. Um, is, is, is it that he's interested in Darby and uh, Darby Allen with Grim, or is he trying to get a sting? But why? I mean, either either way is confusing to me because I, I yeah. don't know. No, I'm, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Like, what's he doing? Is he is he? legitimately interested in having Darby work for him or is he trying to get the sting? <laughs> yeah, and, but um, aside, aside from that, let me tell you something. If uh, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara don't uh, take better care of their bodies or tone themselves down over the years, mm-hmm. they're not They're not going to have long careers. Yeah, um, the, I, yeah. I mean, good lord. Oh, and, uh, Dougie, did you already give me the points? Uh, oh, and, um, uh, are you no, done? I, are, you, are you done your high points? Yeah, I, yeah, oh, okay. I was. Um, I, let's see. Um, I did not, um, I did not like the segment between, um, Paige and Cole. Okay, uh, I, got, I, I have to ask you. Between Adam and Cole and MJF, who had the worst spray tan? <laughs> what was going on there with their right hand? Did you I, notice it? No, I didn't. No. Oh my god. MJF's hand was super orange. Adam Cole's hand was super orange, the right hand. Oh lord. Oh my uh, what is going on? Uh, I'll have to go back and take a look go at that. Go back and look because I'm like, it was ridiculous. I don't know who had a worse spray tan. Yeah. Well, uh, now, now you got my curiosity up. Even Punk brought it up. Uh, uh, in his, uh, yeah, I, 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 I remember that. But I well, that, that, that's why he said it, because if you go back and look at MJF's hand, take like, well, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that makes more sense. So, uh, yeah, my little point's the same. Um, also, I gave a little point to Wardlow and Max Caster. Yeah. It was just a throwaway match uh, for me. I mean, it's a face of revolution um, match, but uh, we know what's gonna happen eventually. Uh, MJF, uh, he, uh, this has to end with MJF and Wardlow. Yeah. I so, agree. so is uh, that all we have for AEW Dynamite? Uh, yes, sir. Alright, let's move on to SmackDown. My God, this show. Okay, this was. Just uh, fan fans, uh, the show was recorded last week after uh, after last week's 
SmackDown episode they recorded this week as well. And um, the only uh, result we knew, well, we uh, knew right away was that uh, Sami Zayn defeated Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship, which is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. But where was this Shinsuke Nakamura up to now? Because that, that was a pretty good match. Yeah, and, um, you know, I know they said he had a hand injury, um, you know, but if he had a hand injury, why didn't they strip him of the championships, or the championship, I should say, um, you know, but it's just, the way that they're handling their mid-card titles is an embarrassment, um, but, uh, but Shinsuke's was especially bad because he didn't do anything with it. And, I, and I'm not saying anything against Shinsuke. This is more like, what are they trying to accomplish with their mid-card titles? And then uh, we had, um, that was my high point. Uh, and uh, my other high point was Rick Shane Sheamus. Well, how, uh, I agree, but how often are we going to see that match? It's yeah, like, but it was good to see Rick Shane win. <laughs> Well, then there's always that. And for my uh, low points, okay, this contract signing at the beginning that where you uh, mentioned it earlier about the camera work, I really hated this contract signing at the beginning. Uh, I hated, I hated the signing. I hated the signing. I when have we ever, when, when have we ever had a contract signing for a tag team match? Uh, well, that's only because it's Ronda Rousey. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had that. Oh my god! Seriously, uh, and um, my other low point was story time with Drew McIntyre. Please, let's not go here again with the more stories. Yeah. Um. I'm begging you. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about Davy Crockett. <laughs> and uh, the Roman Reigns Goldberg segment was another low point for me. Absolutely. So yeah, and, this, uh, this was just a filler show this weekend, yeah. and it was all because of uh, the pay per view, or sorry, the premium event that they had today. Yeah, and um, but we'd be remiss if we did not bring up. Um, Something that, in my opinion, is an absolute high point, and that is the announcement that uh, Undertaker is going into the Hall of Fame in his home state of Texas. Yes. Now, well, is is he the first name uh, that they announced so far? Yes. Okay. Very good. Okay. Uh, I think cause I kind of, I kind of like uh, I'm I kind of like uh, hearing like the names that they have lined up, even though we you know like the Hall of Fame is like a whatever. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not a fan of the structure of the Hall of Fame. Like, they have a celebrity wing, for fuck's sake. And, yes, people like Mike Tyson and, and um, you know, Pete Rose, okay, that's arguable because they had, like, really cool moments. Kid Rock's in there. <laughs> But, I mean, you got Kid Rock, and, and look, I like Kid Rock's music, but send me, I do. Um, you know, uh, his um, his 1998 album, Devil Went Out of Cause, is still one of my all-time favorites. I have it out here in my, I get, in, with my, in my CD collection. 
Yeah, I mean, I got, I mean, I got that CD back in 2001, and I, I still have it to this day. Yep. Um, not that you can listen to CDs anymore, but um, I actually, I actually do have a radio that's workable with CDs, so I still listen to it. Oh, very cool. Um, but um, but yeah, and you had Donald Trump in there, you know, it's just. But aside from the celebrity wing, I mean, I just feel like a lot of the Hall of Famers are, it's like a popularity contest, mm-hmm. Where, whereas, you know, then you have, like, the, the upper echelon of Hall of Famers where, it's re, where it feels, like, legit. But there's always, I feel like, a couple in there a year that it's arguable, but there is no argument. You know, I would say Undertaker... Uh, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Andre the Giant are like the Hall of Famers in WWE, not named Hulk Hogan. Yep. You know, I, I mean, those are the guys. So, um, shout out to Taker because I've always been a, a massive Undertaker guy. I have, I have tattoos because of him. You know, he's the one that, him along with Rey Mysterio, those two guys started my fascination with tattoos. And of course, uh, you already know this, my Undertaker story from Survivor Series. Uh, Remind me, what what was it? How uh, people people were guessing as to who Ted DiBiase's mystery partner was. Oh, yeah, oh, yes, in school, yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember that. Right, uh, so that is all I have. Uh, do you have anything else for for SmackDown? No, no. Uh, other other than the fact that I really sincerely hope that this is Goldberg's last ride in WWE, as we went over earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I see one two rampage. Ben, what do you have? Um. So. The, the, the highlight is extremely easy for me. I'm actually going to go back and watch this match again because, quite frankly, I have not seen a Jay White match because I'm not um, I'm not uber familiar with NJPW. Ooh, but but the working NJPW is pretty good. Oh, absolutely. I, I well, I have no doubt. I mean, I'm aware of who Jay White is. Because I'm a wrestling fan, and like, yep. you know, so please don't misunderstand me. But I'm just being honest with you in terms of like, th- this is my first match of his that I've seen. Oh, and, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, his work in GPEW with, with the both of them stuff is pretty good stuff. You get a chance to go back and watch, yeah. I, I, well, especially after what I saw, I'd be very interested in doing so. Um, but Trent Beretta versus Jay White in the main event was my uh, high point. Um, I, I got I got two low points actually. Uh oh. Um, Adam Cole versus Ten. What what is the deal with 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 these huge signings wrestling you know? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling jobbers. I like it's it's like my my one major pet peeve with with um with AEW. You know, if you build these guys up a little bit, talking about the lower card guys, 
then I would have no problem with them giving an opportunity against the uh, higher card guy. But it's just like, what are we doing here? Yep. Um, and then the other, uh, actually, I'll give another high point to um, to Will Hobbs versus uh, Dante Martin. I thought that was very good. Okay. Yep. And then, unfortunately, I hate doing this, but I'm going to have to give a low point to the Serena D match, only because, like, I don't understand what they're doing with no, that No, I gave that as a low point as well. That was, I don't know what they're doing, and can we put the bun away? Exactly. She looks like a grandma. Stop. <laughs> she looks like a grandma librarian about to tell me that she... Yeah, stop stealing Chad Gable's gimmick. He's the shush guy. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> shush! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so is that it for Rampage? Absolutely. Now, Ben, last night, um, I watched uh, the first episode of NXT Level Up. How was that? I'm gonna give that. Ch- I'm gonna give that chance. It's an easy watch, like thirty minutes. But I have the results here in front of me. There were three matches on the card, and they recorded these um, after the Vengeance Day uh, show. Where did you watch it? I watch on uh, that that website uh, that I use for New Japan and shows like that. Oh, okay, very good. It it was up there. That was. I read about it because I heard about Level Up you were telling me and then I was wondering what time it started, what day it's aired and uh, so it aired last night was episode one. We have Harland defeating Javier Bernal in the first match. In match number two we have Ivy Nile and Tatum Pexley defeating Fallon Henley and Kayla Inley. And in the main event Idris and Alfie defeats Kushida. Uh, Which I didn't get. That just really hurts my heart to steal one of your catchphrases. Which I don't get. Like, I even told you, but I don't think you heard me because the other day I'm like, should Kushida be losing to Idris and Afi? (laughs) No, I I remember you saying that. I believe I... I, No, I I think I was was saying it like, uh, just like, uh, because I was looking at the results and I couldn't believe that uh, what I was uh, reading here. Yeah. But, uh, so, the, so I'm going to give Level Up um, a chance. It's different. It's a short show. It's like 30 minutes, like I said. So, but it's on at the same time as Rampage. They're both on at 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So those are um, the results for Level Up. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I guess that's it for this week in wrestling. Uh, yeah, and then we have, um... So, Ben, um, it's time for Time Warp. Actually, before we jump into Time Warp, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break um, that is not weather-related, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and, uh, Ben, it's time to fire up the DeLorean. We're going to go into Time Warp mode, back to September 11th, 1982 for Mid-South Wrestling. I wasn't even a thought. 
I was only eight years old. <laughs> I, I wasn't even a prospect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. ago in Mid-South Wrestling, Paul Orndorff and Bob Root planned the most devious conniving event ever to take a North American championship from Ted DiBiase. And last week, Ted DiBiase apparently had a plot that was foolproof to be sure the Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia lost the Mid-South titles when Mr. Wrestling 2 was scheduled to be the special referee in this tag bout. I was interviewing the so-called Mr. Wrestling 2 about his responsibilities as a referee. Let's watch that now. So remember the, I appreciate the two referees. The fact that I'm respected two enough to be able yeah. to referee this type of match and be picked to referee this type of match. But like you say, I don't exactly like being a referee. But I think there should be some people in here that can handle this situation and this caliber of a match. With these kind of these four guys, they should be able to handle the situation. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to make sure that the rules are abided by. Nobody's going to break the rules. And there'll be a fair and square winner in this type of match. I can tell you that right now. Bill. Well, I know everybody wants to know, and you may as well spit it out. There's two of you here, and one of you. So the fake, which one of you? The, I tell you something, Bill. The real Miss Wrestling 2 type of fake. Man down here. Posing as Mr. Wrestling 2. I didn't believe that at first. Then I was in a match last time in the Omni. You know how fans travel all over the country? They came up to me and says, Mr. 2, there is another Mr. Wrestling 2 down here posing as you. Well, suddenly then I heard about a tag team combination and titles being at stake. Well, I start putting two and two together. And then all of a sudden, I get a telegram in my personal box. Telegram? What? That I get from dates from different parts of the country. From Grizzly Smith. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I never received anything like this. Why? Okay. So I took it upon myself, bought my own plane ticket, to come down here and to find out if this was so. Well, okay, it's so. Well, let me tell you something. I don't like anyone posing as me. As you well know, the last man that posed as me doesn't wrestle anymore. That's right. Out of Georgia a couple of years ago, there was an imposter, and uh, you, you're right, he was run right out of wrestling. I have not only beat him half to death, but unmasked him, and he hasn't wrestled since. Well, I say one thing, wrestling too. I couldn't tell if I looked at the two of you standing across the ring who the real two is, but I say I Wait have never seen. Wait just a minute, Bill. You know Mr. Wrestling too. You know why? Mr. Wrestling 2. I couldn't see whether a tag was made or not. I think Dugan was trying to tag behind Mr. Olympia's back. He was trying to tag. These are the closing moments from the tag team battles. 
This was a controversial issue two weeks ago was whether or not there was a legal tag made, but the tape and the film definitely showed there was. But there is a legal tag. DBLC's legal, but so did Olympia. He tagged Lightning. It's out of control there or not. Even wrestling too, with all his ability, can't keep these four men from hooking up and going. JYD. Oh, the spear. SMU Dugan all tried to spear the JYD. JYD got up butter, but Mr. Wrestling 2 caught it full in the face. JYD in there by himself as Mr. Olympia had the sleeper, but DiBiase got away from it. There's the other, the phony wrestling. Look at that boot, Boyd Pierce. That could only be one person. Boyd Pierce is the grappler, and he's going to go in there and try to get JYD. No, he just kicked Wrestling 2 right in the head with that loaded boot. He's counting the fall. Boyd Pierce, that man has to be the grappler. That loaded boot, he kicked Wrestle 2 in the head. Counted the fall. He's getting the titles. He's giving them to Dugan and DiBiase. And this event is for one fall with a 10-minute time limit. In the red corner at 235 pounds from Charlotte, North Carolina, Billy the Star Child Star. Whoa! <laughs> that was <laughs> Oh. It can only be one person. And coming into the ring right now at 282 pounds from Waxahachie, Texas. Captain Redneck, Dick Murdoch. One fall or ten minute time limit as Billy Starr in the long black tights. The bell rock called for by Alfred Neely and his opponent. Murdoch's going for that brain buster. If he gets it, he's he's up. He's going to get this one, Boyd. And it's over. Nobody's kicked out of that. The three count. And Captain Redneck, Dick Murdoch, triumphant as his hands being raised. We'll be back. But action. This event is for one fall with a 10-minute time limit. In the red corner at 235 pounds. From Chattanooga, Tennessee, Ron Cheatham. And in the blue corner at 242 pounds, former Mississippi heavyweight champion, current co-holder of the Mid-South Tag Team belts, Mr. Olympia. The introduction now from the Lookout Mountains of Tennessee, the long... Headlock Olympia drops down. What agility. He's got him running. Ooh, sleeper. He's put a lot of men away with that hold. Cheatham better get out now if he's going to ever. No, he's got him. He hooked him. One, two, three, and Mr. Olympia catching Ron Cheatham coming off of the ropes, applying that sleeper hole for the victory of the Junkyard Dog versus the one-man gang when we return after this word from Mid-South Wrestling. This event is for one fall with a 10-minute time This limit. is 1982, so one-man gang had long hair back then. I didn't even recognize that. I wouldn't have either. What is this music? Uh, I don't know. Four pounds, one man gang, but the junkyard dog says 
Clear the ring. He's ready for action. And Junkyard Dog's taking him on. I guess he's not ducking and not hiding. I have to hand it to him. Oh, that big forearm. Oh, close line. He goes in the same motion for that forearm. Either one of them are effective. Oh, a slam. 400 pounds. Oh, the thumper. Beautiful move. Thumped him like he was nothing. One hand's the gentleman one there. This man is strong. What is this, Sam? Slams him. What? That's good. Oh, beautiful move. 
dropped them flat on the back of What's this? That's like, that's wrestling too. That's the exact same motion as number, Mr. Wrestle number two. He gets a three count. He gets, Wait a minute now. Now what's this? Wrestling two interfering in his match? No. Wrestling two, boy, seems to be saying. Now who is who here? You the saw that the grappler, when he held his arms up and hit him with that power knee lift. They both men can use his power knee lift. But in this case, the grappler does seem to be leaving the area. This event is for one fall or remaining television time in the red corner at 238 pounds from Charlotte, North Carolina. Tony Anthony. And in the blue corner at 242 pounds from Amarillo, Texas, Buckley Christopher George Robley III. <laughs> what? Tony Anthony on the black tights against the man with the yellow shirt who says, nobody calls me yellow. Kind for kind, the backdrop. That was Mid-South from September 11th, 1982. Oh, Lord. Some, some of these names, you can definitely tell it's the 80s. It's hilarious. Right? <laughs> Even when the commentator was like, Tabasi, like, what? <laughs> he called Ted DiBiase Tabasi. I'm like, what? I think, I don't know if that was Boyd Piercer, the other guy, because there's Bob Roop and Boyd Piercer, the, the, the commentators. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch who it was, but I just found it funny. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, the name of the commentary. It's Boyd Pierce. Could he be related to you? <laughs> well, how, how did he, do you know how he? You know what? I don't even know. I I should look that up. But I I can do that later on. I should look that up just out of curiosity. I'll do it right now. Hold on. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to set up for the last segment of the show, Wrestling Roulette. He, yeah, he spells it P-I-E-R-C-E. Ah, okay. All right, Ben, are you ready for Wrestling Roulette? Yes, sir. All right, so the way this works, I play 21 themes. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, here's your first one. Right, let me uh, get this. Okay. Oops. Let me uh, adjust the volume here. And here we are. That sounds terribly generic, but I don't know who. That is Drew Gulak. Well, I, I mean, seriously, in my defense, when's the last time we saw Drew Gulak? I can't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on one. Let's see next one. Are you ready? Yep. Some of these just hurt because they sound familiar. Um, 
Ricochet? No, it is not. Who was it? It is Oscar. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Holy shit. Oh, God. Wait, wait, next one? Yeah. So it's 0 and 2. Okay. Okay, we're not getting off to a good start here. I honestly don't know. That is Antonio Cesaro. Since when? Good God! I, that was I, a, that was his first theme. Yeah, that Oscar thing is so sticking in my crawl. <laughs> here we go. Seriously. You want to take a guess? <laughs> yeah, uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. You're at one and three. All right, here we go. I shall not call him Heavy Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Two and three. That's too bad. We're catching up. I am not drunk when I say that Shelton Benjamin is one of the most underrated talents I've ever seen. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton get, Benjamin. Him, get him his release now. That is Roderick Strong. Okay. Three and four, not bad. Um, is that, um, Tyson Kidd? Tyson Kidd, what? Yes. Four and okay. four. Wow. Not bad. Was that just a guess? No, no. I um, I saw I saw it recently in a clip because he was in a match. Uh, oh, okay. With with um, it was it was the first tag team elimination chamber match. Okay. Here we go. Is that, um, The Ascension? No. Authors of Pain? No. Okay. That's actually Taz's AEW theme, because I told you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm working on uh, clearing out all the AEW themes, but, uh... Yeah, 
I've never even heard that theme. What the hell? All right, four and five. You're not doing bad. Um, I recognize it. I recognize the music, but I can't tell you who. That is the Radicals. So, I'm um, so sorry, Eddie. <laughs> All right. Next. So, four and six. Here we go. I wouldn't recognize it anyway because I really like this tag team and I'm upset that they lost. Uh, MSK. MSK. You're in five and six. All right, so we're track 12 coming up. <laughs> this, this theme is so bad. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> Karma, but that theme is so bad. What are you doing? I know. <laughs> That is Casey Kevinsaro and Caden Carter. God, these teams suck. Six and seven. Okay, let me ask you, between CFO and Def Rebel, who's better? Can I say neither one? They, They both are just absolutely terrible. Okay. Although I do like the Undisputed Era's music. Well, I do too, but I mean, but yeah, know, one one theme out of how many? But no. yeah, they, no. they they both have like terrible like music entrance theme, music whatever. I All know. Right. So you are six and seven. Here we go. That is Jeff Jarrett. That was that, that was when they repackaged the Godwins uh, as uh, Southern Justice, and he was teaming up with them. And they were using. I, I, I don't remember Southern Justice. I know you've mentioned them a couple yeah. times, but I don't remember Southern Justice. I remember I remember the Godwins, but I don't. Yeah, and they repackaged him as Southern Justice. Uh, they wrestled under their real names. Oh, oh, okay. So I'll have to look that up. Six and eight. Yeah. Track 15, here we go. Welcome back, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Seven and eight. And, And by the way... I I didn't me- I didn't mention this in our elimination chamber review and I should have. So can I can I say something real quick? Yep. Um. What didn't 
Didn't Alexa Bliss just get out of therapy? Yeah. So why did she still have the same gimmick? <laughs> I don't know. What? Well, remember, I told you they they have taped nine segments of that therapy session, and they didn't. Sh- they haven't shown all nine, so well, I don't know if they're well, still gonna. Well, no, I think they're done with it because uh, I think it was Corey Graves. He was saying Corey, that she just got released from uh, therapy. But that is so stupid. Yeah, and then what? She's gonna, she's gonna like uh, fall back into that pattern, and then she's gonna have to go back to therapy. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. But bring back Doctor Shelby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this uh, this one is not too good, though. This one is The Fury. I like her newer one. Yeah. Alright, so uh, 7 and 8. So track 16. Here we go. Yeah. That is Trent Seven. Is NXT UK still a thing? Yeah. Okay. I hope uh, they don't close their doors. That would no, really, that would really be bad. No, I don't. I don't want them to close their doors. I'm, I'm just thinking. No, I know what I'm saying because I keep hearing about like all these stars. Shows they're like closing and rebranding and stuff, so. Alright, 7 and 9. Here we go. Huh? <laughs> that, um. That last little bit threw me off. Who is it? We have never had this on the show before. That is Pat McAfee. Okay, well, I'd never hear his entrance thing. That was, that was when he was in the program with Adam Cole. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, 7 and 10, here we go. Track 11. I'm just going to take a guess here, but Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> eight, and ele- eight, and ele- wait, eight and 11. Wait, 8 and 11? No. 8 and 10. 8 and 10, yes. Yeah, right. 8 and 10. Wow. Tony D'Angelo, track 19. Here we go. Is that Matt Stryker? Mad Striker. All right, nine and ten. Cool. Track twenty. Here we go. You want to take a guess? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the definition of a layup. Uh, the Shield slash Roman Reigns. Yes. All right, you go. Last track. Are you ready? Yep. 
Oh god, I'm completely blanking. I should know that one. Um. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, thank god. Alright, I knew I was gonna kick myself, but I actually know it. Uh, Dudley Boys? That's Dudley. Yes, the Dudley Boys. Very so, good. 11 and 10. I actually had a winning record on that one. Very good. All right. We see you bring the show to a close. Absolutely. Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for another episode of the PC Bigger Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, people, and thanks for sticking with us through Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. Colossal, we come